From Foundation's Mental Performance, it's The Mental Golf Show, the show all about golf and what role the mind plays in helping you play better. I'm Josh Nichols, and on this episode, I want to share an awesome excerpt from the book The Inner Game of Tennis by Tim Galway. I highly recommend you reading this book, and what you can learn about competition, control, and anxiety. All right, let's get into it. Let's get right into the book. Until I realized the purpose of competition, I never felt really happy about defeating someone. And mentally, I had my hardest time playing well when I was near victory. I found this to be very true with many players, especially when on the verge of an upset. One cause of the uptightness experienced at these times is based on the false notion about competition. If I assume that I am making myself more worthy of respect by winning, then I must believe, consciously or unconsciously, that by defeating someone, I am making them less worthy of respect. I can't go up without pushing someone else down. This belief involves us in a needless sense of guilt. You don't have to become a killer to be a winner. You merely have to realize that killing is not the name of the game. Today I play every point to win. It's simple and it's good. I don't worry about winning or losing the match, but whether or not I'm making the maximum effort during every point because I realize that this is where true value lies. Maximum effort does not mean the super exertion of your conscious mind. It means concentration, determination, and trusting your body to let it happen. It means maximum physical and mental effort. At the point that one is going all out, they are most apt to slip out of their mind into the unmatchable beauty of unconscious play. There, they possess a high awareness of the oneness of the players and the play. Again, competition and cooperation become one. So a quick side note, what does he mean by competition and cooperation become one? He makes a point earlier in the chapter that good competitors are ones that hope their opponent plays really well in order to test their own skill to the highest degree. And conversely, the competitor will not let up on an opponent just because they are playing poorly, because they want their opponent to learn and improve as well. Therefore, competitors are cooperating toward making each other better. So back to the book. The difference between being concerned about winning and being concerned about making the effort to win may seem subtle, but in the effect, there is a great difference. When I'm concerned only about winning, I'm caring about something that I can't wholly control. Whether I win or lose the external game, aka the actual physical round of golf, as opposed to the inner mental game, is a result of my opponent's skill and effort as well as my own. When one is emotionally attached to results that they can't control, they tend to become anxious and then try too hard. Maybe we can all relate to that. But one can control the effort they put into winning. One can always do the best they can at any given moment. Since it is impossible to feel anxiety about an event that one can control, the mere awareness that you are using maximum effort to win each point will carry you past the problem of anxiety. As a result, the energy which would otherwise have gone into the anxiety and its consequences 
can then be utilized in one's effort to win the point. In this way, one's chances of winning the outer game, the physical shot you're hitting, are maximized. So that's a lot. That's a lot of really quotable lines and great points. But what can we learn from this passage? I'm going to break it down into three really good points that you can take away and apply to your own golf game and life. Point number one, competitors are not your enemies. As much as it may feel this way, the people you're playing against are not enemies. They are on the same mission to improve their game as you are. And even more so in the game of golf, you and they are both trying to conquer a common enemy, the golf course. So rooting for your playing partners to play worse is no longer an option. And the opposite becomes much more important that they play as good as possible so that they can test your game up against theirs. So that competitors become joined up in this raising each other's game and raising each other's improvement together. And you don't feel like enemies anymore and you don't your pride doesn't take any hits when someone else beats you. That that just shows you what needs improvement in your game. And when you beat someone else, you don't feel guilty you don't feel better than them. You simply feel like I'm showing you what your game needs. And that dance goes back and forth. And that's how great competition can happen and how competitors can be friends, even when they are playing as hard as they can against each other, which leads right into point number two. Winning does not define your worth to others. We have collectively decided that winners are more worthy of respect than second place, aka first losers, and everyone else that finished worse than them. But this comes from a view that the people you defeat on that given day are incapable of ever playing better than you, and you know that's not true. You have simply played against the course better than they have today. That can happen for a million different reasons, so saying that you are higher than them is no longer an option. And point number three, you aren't the deciding factor on who wins. This is one of the pillars of the mental game in golf and life. There are so many factors in golf that are outside of your control that your skill can't possibly be the only thing that decides who is the victor of a round or a tournament. And releasing this control over external things will also release a lot of anxiety. Think about this as an example. Let's say you're standing on a bridge watching a creek trickle by underneath you. You think it's pretty, but you see a spot in the creek where the water isn't flowing very well. So you decide you want to reroute the entire creek so it flows the way you want it to. You move rocks and sticks and make all kinds of effort to change the route of the water, yet the water washes away your progress and goes where it will go. So you get exhausted and go stand on the bridge to take a break. While resting, you continue watching the water flow, and you realize how naturally beautiful the creek is on its own. So, which way do you feel more anxious? When you are enjoying the creek for what it is despite its flaws, or when you desire the creek to be exactly how you want and try to control it? So it is with playing in a golf tournament. The creek is your playing competitors, the golf course, the weather, the course setup, and even your game on that particular day. The things you can't control. And showing up and playing with what you have, despite its flaws, 
rather than trying and hoping and controlling is the only way to play without anxiety. If you'd like to know more about Foundations Mental Performance or working with a mental coach, head over to foundationsmp.com or click the link in the show notes. I'm Josh Nichols, and thanks for listening to The Mental Golf Show.